currently we have 3,400 SKUs from one product to 3,400 SKUs. We already have 122 brand partners. It's already a multi-vendor platform with full transparency to our brand partners, merchant partners. And um, there's a lot, a lot of things going on. We are already um, offering franchise and a lot of B2B channels. Um, we're also focusing on B2B. Um, we have a lot of partners right now. We've partnered with the Department of Agriculture. We are partnered with a lot of farms and cooperatives because they've seen the they've seen the vision. They've seen the the brand bring together a lot of social enterprise, a lot of great brands into just into one into one platform. Hey, welcome to Brand Start the podcast about starting your own brand and growing your business. I'm your host, Leonard Grape, and in the show, we talk about the entrepreneurial journey. From imagining your first idea, taking the first step, and the challenges, lessons, failures, and successes that entrepreneurs face in building a brand. We started this podcast because we want to help. And if we can inspire even just one of you to pursue your entrepreneurial dream, then all of this is worth it. Hey everybody, it's Leonard Grape and welcome to another episode of the Brand Start Podcast. Joining me in today's conversation is Dimple De Leon Sandoval, founder and CEO of Eve Grocer. Dimple, welcome to the show. Hello, good morning, Leonard. Yeah, thanks for being here. And before we get going, Dimple, for those who may not know you, can you please introduce yourself and share some interesting information about you? Yes, I'm Dim. You can call me Dimple. I'm the CEO of Eve Grocer. I graduated at BLSU in 2024. I took some masteral degree at Southfield International School, but I'm still not finished. And um, I'm I'm into import and export. I started 2004. I when I created when I opened my first business uh, uh, in a fashion and detail uh, fashion detail retailing. I studied fashion designing in FIP. I do import-export. I do manufacturing. We do promotional promotional manufacturing products for garments. Uh, for 14 years, I've, I've won bids. Um, I have a lot of um, multinational companies under under my, my company. And um, multinational companies, hotels, casinos, resorts, government institutions, and pharmaceutical companies. And um, 2020, we we launched Eve Grocer. Um, I with my co-founder, my sister. She's a, she's working as a general manager at a global tech design firm. Um, she's handling global accounts like Walmart and other and other big Virgin Air and other big um, accounts. And um, we are also a an a sustainability advocate because we're very uh, anxious about the climate issues in 2019 actually there's a lot a lot before covid there's a lot of issues like the the forest fires the bleaching of the corals and and we are we have kids we are we're worried that um 
what will happen in the future are we are they still going to enjoy the, the the life the things that we are used to to enjoy right now so mm-hmm. it, and since the the industry the supply industry is also aligning in sustainability like for the hotels and for the resorts they're already banning the the plastic bottles so actually um we launched Eve Grocer in 2020. Yeah, and it seems to me that you, you yes. have quite a lot in your plate but uh, yes. I I'd, I'd of course break down some of some of those details later on but for for the beginning of this conversation I'd like us to focus on Eve Grocer and usually the first question that I ask everybody who comes onto the show is for Eve Grocer how did your brand start Dimple? Yeah, we planned it 2019 with my my sister. Um but uh, the concept is vague and uh, because at that time there's um, there are very few online groceries because we are very used to doing it personally there's actually uh, there's very little demand on online groceries before because it's it's new the the it's it's hard to adapt in a new tech but during the lockdown the first day of the lockdown the grocers were in total chaos there's panic buying there's alarm this is the first time that we encounter this type of fear that groceries we cannot buy anything there's a huge line the empty shelves um and we are there's a fear of getting getting the virus at the grocery stores so i told my co-founders if it's not today then It, we are needed today if it's not today then i don't i couldn't think of any other um best um time to come into this type of market we created a a bundle it's like a relief bundle a necessity bundle which includes all the things that a mom would pick up in a grocery when she's mm. in a panic like the chicken the rice the the dishwashing liquid the pasta and uh, the detergent they are all packed in a reusable container because this is our advocacy actually at the beginning of 2020 january we keep on we started our page it's just an advocacy page we're just promoting sustainability we're not selling anything we're just promoting awareness but during the first day of the lockdown it it was the the, the brand the idea was tested if mm-hmm. we can really we can really pack this things sustainably then the brand would i think it could be um, it's a good product market fit and a good entry point in our brand so we started this necessity bundle and we sold 35,000 peso wow with that one product so i keep on telling to as a brand story that if grocer does launched with just one product Which is a good strategy, I think. Uh, just, just want to to put a little bit more context on that, Dimple. 2019, you thought of the idea. Um, where did you get the concept of doing an online grocery? If you were saying, and I agree, during that time, well, there were a couple of players in the online grocery market. Nothing has been, you know, really very promising yet. So, a couple of questions is one: Where did you get that idea? And then two. How long did that planning take you before you finally said when the pandemic hit that the market needs us and there's something that we can do? 
Well, actually, because because we're a working mom and we have a uh, difficulty balancing our time. This is our our chore to go to the grocery almost <laughs> weekly. We we push a huge grocery cart and then we you know we, we going to the car we carry a, a lot of boxes <laughs> and sometimes we forget a lot of things in the in the grocery when we go around shelf and we have to go back to the grocery again when when something is not available or we have to go to another grocery to another if there's one ingredient that's lacking on your grocery list so it's it's really a huge pain point for a working mom to do a grocery So actually, my my sister is um, also the ones doing the grocery for the family. So it's really one of the 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 biggest pain points that we wanted to solve at that time in 2019. Actually, we just plan it November, and then mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> November 2019. <laughs> actually, at that time, uh, yeah, we attended the veg fest, and um, I'm a yoga teacher, so we're into really. Um, I'm not really a vegan, but A lot of my colleagues, a lot of my friends, and the other yoga teachers are doing it. So they they invite us in the veg fest, something like that. We really mm-hmm. like uh, we we're really into sustainability. And um, 2019, we 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 planned it. I, my sister told me she used to buy at Honest Bee, but it closed down at that time. So and also she's handling uh, she's handling tech. So. Mm-hmm. We, we had to brainstorm and uh, I, I invited her to to sit on it to to talk about the business because in my line I'm into I'm into supply chain so it would be I also have a background a little background in food in food business because we we also did it in the in the past I, I have a, a lot of business that failed actually um it's it's not my first time like I, I we opened like five businesses in the past, but wow. very few succeeded. Very few are just are still open right now. So yeah. yeah, I know a lot of suppliers. I know the supply chain. So I told my sister that we can we can actually start something because we we have the skills and I think we're a good team. Yeah, that, that's really interesting, and thank you for sharing that, Dempol. If I can just quickly recap, because these are also the same things that I usually try to reinforce whenever I get to do like brand clarity workshops with with entrepreneur clients. What I got from you is number one, identify a specific pain point, and it's always usually very effective if that's pain if that pain point is a pain point that you yourself is actually experiencing, right? So in your case, it's really the the hassle, the demands of doing groceries. Um, second thing is you really have to plan it out um, and have clarity on what you want to do because you were saying earlier, you realize, especially during the pandemic, there's really quite a panic. Uh, there's a lot of chaos. There's overstocking. It is difficult to buy uh, items. So I think that's important. What I'd always also say is don't try to think of a product or a service that you want to sell, but instead try to think of a problem, right, Dimple? And w- identify what you can s- use to solve that problem. So you planned it out in November 2019. And then interestingly, you, you sold one product at the beginning, but when you launched it, what did you have at that time, Dimple? Uh, did you sell it via your Facebook? Did you already have a basic website at that time? When you launched it, what did you have? What did Eve Grocer have at that time? <laughs> We nothing. Have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, 
we just have a <laughs> a license to, to transport because at that time because we still have our our existing business okay. we have the actually we have the duty pass at that time because um we are supplying alcohol oh, in, okay. uh, in 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 a lot of and and that that company has a lot of uh, the, the 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 we have the Aguila pass that time we show it okay. to, the, to the to the enforcers when actually at that time even the even the Lala move and Grab couldn't move because because it's really a, a strict lockdown So at that time we we are de- we're already delivering alcohols we are already delivering face mm-hmm. masks to a lot of government institutions and we got this this special pass so so we yeah. can move around we can actually deliver we deliver the products personally that's why uh, we punched wow. <laughs> which is exactly you know which is exactly how it happens sometimes right Dimple? you don't really need like to have everything set Uh, you just really have to get started, right? So I can just imagine there's probably not even an idea for a brand name at that time. Uh, oh, we have a name. We have a. Brand. You already have a name, okay? Yeah, Eve Grocer is already. And the and the pass. <laughs> Was it Eve Grocer already at that point? Yes, actually, yeah, it's Eve Grocer in 2019. It's only Eve, but it's already uh, the IP is already taken. We couldn't find uh you know that. We cannot find a website. The domain is already taken. The every page is already taken. It's okay. It's, Eve is all over the place. So like, we need to put another. You know, we need uh, Eve Grocer. So yeah, it's it's there. It's Eve Grocer now. Okay, what's the rationale behind the name? Why Eve? Uh, yeah, what's the rationale Eve, behind the brand yeah, name? Eve, because we wanted Adam and Eve in the the very beginning. Where everything is clean at the start, it's like uh, the embodiment of women. Women, because our primary target are our mothers, are women who does mm-hmm. the grocery shopping, and um, women, uh, the birth and everything. Going back to the to the past, where everything is simple, clean, and uh, sustainable. <laughs> Yeah, very good. That's interesting. I always love when a, when a business has a real story behind the brand name because the brand name is something that you might be using in perpetuity, right? So yes, you want to yes. make sure that there's a story and there's an intent behind it. Let me and, go back, Dimple. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you want anything to add there? No. So difficult to rebrand in the future. So I wanted we we just stick to Eve Grocer. <laughs> no, that's correct. Uh, that's why it's our advocacy. One of our advocacies is to hopefully. Encourage entrepreneurs to understand the importance of branding. Like what you're saying, if you don't have clarity at the beginning, and you don't need to like have 100% super firmed up business concept or a brand concept, right? But you want to make sure that you have clarity because you're right. You don't want to like run your business or your build your brand in the first two years only to realize. Oh no, there's no story behind it. It's not gonna work out, and then rehash everything. Uh, thanks for those insights, Dimple. But I want to just go back again. You said at the beginning you sold thirty thousand worth of products. How did you sell those? Thirty-five. Yeah, we sold that just Facebook. Wow. At, at one Facebook page, it has a lot of following at that time. Because of the advocacy campaign and because of the yeah, it's a panic. The the algorithms mm-hmm. going to the grocery demand, so it's it's re- there's a high demand on Facebook at that time. In that, we just um message ma- uh customers message us, 
And was this an Eve Grocer Facebook page already? The Eve Grocer Facebook page, it, it actually launched January 2020, the, the Eve Grocer page. Okay, and you were already focusing in terms of being an advocacy brand, you said. Yes. Actually, we started as an advocacy for all, everything about Eve Grocer is focused on just sustainability, um, zero waste, refilling. Actually, at first, we, we are not looking into food. We're looking into refilling, refilling of the, the homeware the, because we've called um, Unilever and Procter and we've partnered with Unilever and Procter and Gamble at that time and it's mm-hmm. easier to transport because we can do drop shipping with these types of products anywhere in the in the Philippines but yeah. um, since we've lined into food it somehow it becomes difficult in our brand because you cannot it's it's really localized when we're we're talking about food we you cannot transport it um, at 25 kilometers from the from the source because because of the handling handling issues spoilage yeah. so everything was changed because of that we also pivoted in the pandemic everything changed we're not planning a group of uh of really we're, we're pl- planning a, a simple refilling shop zero waste shop that's already in the market at that time a, a lot of People are doing this actually, but not online because uh, you cannot buy, you cannot refill online at that time in 2019. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, a lot of uh, refilling stations emerged, but zero waste refilling stations. But you can, it, it's not done online. Actually, at the pandemic during the lockdown, most most of these refilling stations closed because there's no there's no online delivery for for refilling. A lot of mall closed, so many restrictions, and also refilling because of the we're, we're really um, uh, anxious on the on the on the because of the 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 COVID. We're anxious about the things that we use that shouldn't be touched by anyone else. So mm-hmm. refilling wouldn't really work at that time at the time of the pandemic. So so this um, this brand focused on food basic necessities because there's a lot of um problems a lot of layoffs at that time because a lot of companies close a lot of problems so, so it couldn't it wouldn't work if we will be we will not listen to the market we uh, are yeah. we need to keep on listening to the market to the demand because if there's no demand there's no market market fit even if you're product even if you give away your product for free no one would accept it you just need to um, determine a need for for the product for for it to be uh, you know for it to be a success yeah you're, you're a relatively young brand but i could see that you've already been enjoying a level of success uh, you, you mentioned that you actually had to pivot, which is a very strategic move because you're right. Even if you have a business idea, but if the market doesn't want it, it's just really not going to fly, right? Um, but, but so far in your journey, um, how, how has the business been in terms of growth? Uh, have you been profitable? Um, have you been doing well in growing in terms of users uh, and different metrics that you have, Dimple? How is it so far? Yes, right now we have um, a branch in Cebu. We are growing in 2020 to 2021. We, we've grown 610% on our wow. revenue. 
And in 2021 to 2022, around 468%. Um, we have, uh, currently, we have 3,400 SKUs from one product to 3,400 SKUs. We already have 122 brand partners. It's already a multi-vendor platform with full transparency to our brand partners, merchant partners. And um, there's a lot a lot of things going on. We are already um, offering franchise and a lot of B2B channels. Um, we're also focusing on B2B. Um, we have a lot of partners right now. We've partnered with the Department of Agriculture. We are partnered with a lot of farms and cooperatives because they've seen the they've seen the vision they've seen the the brand bring together a lot of social enterprise a lot of great brands into just into one into one platform it's um it's different definitely it's different with 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 other other brands because um like in like the brands like what we do, the multi-vendor platforms like mm-hmm. Shopee and Lazada, they're not really focused on grocery products. Um, maybe before or maybe at this time, there you wouldn't go buy groceries in a, you know, because it's not known for groceries. Correct. Um, yeah. So maybe right now they're carrying a lot of grocery brands under their name. You can you can buy groceries also with them. But um we we started we are known for groceries from the very beginning and um, a lot of people trust the brand because it's um sustainable we promote wellness and um all natural organic products and um that's why we have a, a really good following we have a very high returning customer rate at uh, at around 55% the the industry rate is just 25% Wow. So we we have a really good. It's like a community brand where every where we know everyone. We know the customers. We know what they want. We know what time should their products be delivered. The most convenient time for them to deliver the the products. The time they wanted to answer the call, and those things that we that we really wanted customer discovery. We 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 know our customers. Congratulations, Dempol. And you know, it really feels great and very empowering and encouraging for me to hear your story because uh, I own a branding and communications company called The Vineyard. And in our company, uh, together with my co-founders, our, our vision really is that there will be brands that exist with a heart and soul. And what, what we mean by that is that brands will have clarity on, on what their business or or story is really all about what's their big why what's their purpose hopefully because it will impact the community at a larger scale and in your case i think there's so many very strategic branding insights that i'm getting number one is you had a very clear path you know it's online grocery but more than that you know it's going to be focused on sustainability that's why i love your tagline zero waste uh door-to-door delivery right uh, and then your brand speaks to your target consumers with your brand name. You use the word Eve. Uh, probably it's not as evident when you hear it the first time, but I'm sure when you get to interact to the brand. And then you have your unique selling proposition, as I mentioned, which is really focusing on, on sustainability. And now you, you get to really grow the brand. So congratulations, Dempol. Uh, it is such a great story considering you've just been running for about 
what a little more than two years or close to three years, right? But I also just want to to get key insights from that growth. What do you think were the key drivers for your growth more than two years? Hey there, we'll pause for a bit because it's Vine O'Clock. If you want to establish meaning and purpose for your brand, you need to answer the question, why? This is an integral exercise to be clear about why you do what you do and what your brand stands for. Understanding your brand's why gives you a compelling reason for yourself and your brand. Now to find your reasons behind your why, you need to answer three different aspects of this question. Number one, the why for yourself. This will serve as your guiding light, providing you with constant inspiration and focus. Number two, the why for your brand. Brands that stand for something bigger have stories to tell, have deeper connections with its market, have exciting futures, are more likely to be loved by its customers than brands that exist only for the sake of profit. Number three, the why for your audience. At the end of the day, your brand must exist to make the lives of your customers better. You need to make sure that your audience understands why your business matters to them. So. If you want to deepen your understanding of your brand, be sure to ask why, why, and why. To delve deeper into your whys, send us a message. Watch out for our next Vino Clock segment. Now, back to the show. I think partnerships and the incubation programs that I've joined, um, I'm very grateful to this um, to these incubators like Kubo, um, Launch Garage, um, Impact Hub, and, the, and, and many more because they've connected us to a lot of startups, a lot of founders, like-minded people that are willing to support us. Because before, when we were just starting, it's so hard to reach out to commercial brands, to big brands, because, you know, we have a very small customer base. They... Uh, it's it's so hard it's, it's so difficult but but when you talk to startups you partner with them you help one another you grow together the, so that's the reason we we've grown to to a 3400 SKUs and um all those also the mem- mentorships the trainings um i've joined a lot of competitions at that time um mm-hmm. We we got recognitions, we got validations, because when when you're starting a brand, you don't know if this is if this is worth it, if it it is worth your time. There you need mm-hmm. somehow you need validation if this would work, if this what you're doing is on the right track. So you need sometimes you need to join competitions, and then yeah, we got some some awards as well. Uh, international awards we 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 represented the philippines at the entrepreneurship world cup 2020 2020 um out of 100 uh 172,000 startups and the 200 countries were one of the ewc 100 and um also the go global awards and a lot more um i'm also a finalist at the she disrupts philippines 2021 shell Live wire 
a final top 10 at Shell Livewire and many more. Wow. Can I just give a clap behind the microphone, Dimple? You're doing really well. Um, really kudos to that. I also wanted to ask, you said partnerships is one of the main driver. And right now, you're, you've evolved quite into to a little bit more complex of a business, right? You have multi-level, uh, multi-vendor, you said. Uh, you're, you're now doing partnerships. And I understand you've grown into a marketplace, right? Is that correct? Yes. So my question is, I've always thought that building a marketplace is quite tricky uh, because you have to address both sides of the spectrum, right? So you have the market side and you have the supply side. Uh, meaning for you to attract supply, uh, you have to make sure that there's a growing, there's, there'll be a demand. But for you to even create a demand, you have to make sure that there's supply. Any thoughts on this? Just, just for the benefit of those who are listening who might be interested to like venture into e-commerce or the online marketplace. How do you actually build a marketplace? Well, um, yeah, this is, uh, I've learned this from, from a marketing expert also. They said you have to really go, uh, grow first the the customer base and then the the partnership would follow because if you have a sizable amount of customers then it would attract a lot of people so you just target one you do not target both ends that's and interesting for me, and for me um the right product line the the right um you cannot like for example you cannot just focus on uh like like uh like bottled products and get 10 brands of bottled products, 20 brands of bottled products at the same time, you have to have the grocery list completed first, even if it's just one vendor at a category. But do not, you know, you, you, you have, when you go to a, to a grocery uh, um, website, it should be, you should complete a full menu when the customer checks out. For example, you're, you're, cooking um like you're cooking a a menudo it should it should have all the products in the menudo or a yeah. pasta like that it, it should have onions it should have garlic olive oil the pasta it, it should be complete um or else the customer will will abandon the cart and go to the more complete grocery so it's it's kind of tricky because um I think being 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 a mom and being the the one who who does the grocery helps a lot because you know what to put in the grocery when you're the one doing it. Is it safe to say that bulk of your customers are are really female and moms in terms of demographics? <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, around 80 80%. How many average like daily or monthly users how do you compute it? How, how many do you have now? Uh, we have very few users because we're localized. We couldn't really um some some marketplaces have two hundred thousand three hundred uh, like something like that. But we have a very sizable amount of users because we just targeted for for location because it's it doesn't make sense if we advertise in mm-hmm. outside our our zone our localized delivery service area. So we have a very few users right now but we just uh focus on the returning customer on the on the customer value how much they're spending on the on the company how much they're spending on the grocery yeah customer lifetime value would be really important right and sometimes you don't really need to like 
expand it into hyperscale level, correct? Uh, so, so that's the reason because I noticed when I quickly check about eGrocer, you actually have on-ground retail, I mean, brick and mortar spaces, right? So is that how your business model is? You have an online platform, people go there to transact and then buy their groceries online, but you have like an, your, your on-ground stores are sort of your like merchandise area and that's where all the, the action happens. Yes, actually, it's difficult if you don't have a. You can have a dark, uh, dark store, uh, but mm-hmm. it's different when it's open. It's different when there's transparency where people can go around, look around. You can really showcase the sustainability. How can we prove that we're really sustainable if everything is hidden? So we wanted transparency. We wanted the customer to know. To we wanted to know them. We wanted to interact with them, and they're very. Ha- it's we wanted to. This is the a brand's flagship, like something like that. I want a place where customers will know. Oh, that's Eve Grocer. It's also a visibility, so people mm-hmm. will know we're still here. You can pass by our store. Yeah. So right now you have four locations. Which areas are those? Did you say four uh, locations? We we op- we have in Metro in Paranaque in BF Homes. We have in Avida Cebu. We opened in Marky Mall in Pampanga, but currently mm-hmm. I think the location is um very very narrow for the brand. We're still looking for for another location in in Pampanga. I'm not sure the uh, um, I'm not sure about the next um location, but um right now we um halted the operations. Uh, we halted the store in we converted into a just a delivery only. Uh, like a dark store only. And um, since we are also doing a franchise and Echo Sari Sari store, I think we will there will be more branches in a very in in the near future. Right now we will be opening few Echo Sari Sari stores in Shergao because we just had uh, we just launched a Bang on Shergao livelihood project. Mm-hmm. And um, we've received um um, applications and uh, right now we're we're working on the on the setting of the deliveries, setting of the the sari sari stores. That's that's another pivot for you if you become now a franchise business, right? And I'm 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 seeing that that's sort of your growth strategy. Am I correct? Yeah. Uh, because okay. we've, we've seen the the difficulty in 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 localization of the grocery. You really need certain. You cannot really. Um, sell nationwide if you're a grocery you really need to find partners to be able to scale up that's a good business insight um, a few more questions Dimple before I shift gears in our conversation um, one with you being an online marketplace with a hybrid if I may say uh, with a brick and mortar now a franchising model what are your main revenue drivers? Uh, how do you earn? Is it mainly about like, I'm not sure if your business model is about commissions or um, percentage of revenue from, from your partners. How does that work for you and what are your key revenue drivers? Uh, revenue percentage to the marketplace. Uh, we don't charge anything from our merchants. It's, it's, complete, it's free. And um, we have the franchise model it's just a uh, sales B2, purely B2B sales. We still we're too young to charge anything yet. But yeah. um we we will try our best not to not to charge more. We couldn't um charge subscription to um from our 
partners because uh, there are very few. And um, yeah. I think um, it's better to help one another first. When we when we on a, we've grown to a sizable amount, maybe we can do that in the future. Yeah, and I'm very excited for you on that. A couple more questions, um, Dimple. Uh, how much capital did you need to to run and build a, a brand like Eve Grocer? Even just a range, if you're comfortable to share. It, from the start. Yeah, from the start. Since we have infrastructures, we we built the the brand. We, I think it took us around uh, two million something like that. Everything else, like inventory, your infrastructure, um, and like a number of or one one brick and mortar space. So everything else, uh, went with went to that, um, including OPEX, uh, some some budget for OPEX. Okay, so that, that's really very interesting. My my final question before I find I change our conversation to be a little bit more personal about your journey. Um, looking back so far, what were the main challenges that you had to go through and what did you do to address those challenges, um, Dempol? Hi, thank you for listening to Brand Start. We're pausing a bit for a quick message. Are you thinking of starting your own business? Do you have an idea for your brand or are you someone who needs help in growing your business? If yes, then you're in need of a branding and communications company to support and help you with your journey. The Vineyard Brand Consultancy can provide you with personal support from its team of brand strategists, communicators, and designers. They will help you develop a brand and communication strategy, create your brand identity and design, and ensure that your business resonates with your audience through effective brand communications plan. If this is something that you need, please head on to www.thevineyardbc.com forward slash free brand call to start. Again, that's www.thevineyardbc.com forward slash free brand call. Now back to the conversation. Before, when we were just starting, we had the difficulty onboarding brands because we have a very few customer base. And then... Um, Later on in, in 2021, we had a, we had an offer. We have a, an offer. It's really a good opportunity, actually. Ayala Corp gave us a, a free rent because of the Alagang Ayala for social enterprises. For us, it's really a good opportunity for the brand to, to scale up. So we've accepted that. It's like biting more than you can chew, something like that problem. Mm-hmm. Because we got excited, we opened two branches at the same time, the Marquee Mall and the Cebu branch, September and December. We wanted to hit December because during August, one, one of our landing pages launched, our sales went 350% in just one month, 350% revenue increase in just one month. And another landing page similar to that, like, to other told us promise that they'll, they'll be launching this December. Everyone expects that December is it's a good peak for every any business. Even for the past 14 years, Dece- December is like like a celebration for all businesses. It's like uh, you can you can earn a lot. You can ROI in just one month if you me as an entrepreneur. I keep on. My target would be to launch in the bird season. Like I, I always launch a, a business during oh, November, November usually, because um, by December mostly you'll get your ROI. That's that's what I usually do before 
Um, and then you have the full runway for the start of the next year. So mm-hmm. that's usually my, usually my, as a business, as an entrepreneur, that's my prediction based of, on my historical uh, um, performance. And um, since 2020 and 2021, we had a huge hit increase in December. But this year is different because a lot of lockdowns has been lifted this December. It's a huge e-commerce is really unpredictable because when the when the lockdowns were lifted last December, the e-commerce sales went down drastically. So that's the reason. That's a time when uh, when two of our branches were just just opened. So um, some of the landing page also didn't expect the the movement to change drastically like that. It's a huge um, hit on the brand because mm-hmm. um, we're just starting to grow and we just opened two branches at the same time. And then there's a sudden decrease of sales where customers, the people who were in a lockdown for two years are very excited to go out. They're very excited to, to celebrate. They don't have time to buy groceries online at that time because they're all eating outside, meeting mm-hmm. their families, buying clothes, buying everything. Um, that's not the usual um, routine for the two-year of two-year lockdown. So it's it's a huge challenge. So by the early 2021, 2022, we needed to pivot again. Um, we need to to, to really focus on on B two B, we cannot really, we cannot we cannot, um, you know, expect something that um, you know we know we can we cannot really rely on B two C because it's the, the competition is hard, the such the market saturated. There's a huge change in the in the demand, so we need to pivot again. So this time, since the since. Everything is opening. People are very excited to go out. We targeted hospitality. Um, we supply to hospitality business, which is our target for 40, which is my market mm-hmm. for 14 years. We I started to call my actually I've 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 been receiving a lot of purchase order from the other company <laughs> during the start of 2022. And a lot of old customers are trying to call me and then say they're they're gonna order again. My mm-hmm. my, my clients for 14 years, they're they because of the lifting of the lockdown, they're up again, they're they're ordering again. So it's a huge opening for me. It's a huge blessing and a, an opportunity for me to to reconnect with these clients. Yeah. So this 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 is the pivot. Um we've we've we are now focused and um, on this uh, on this pivot on supplying to B two B supply chain. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Dempol. And I see a very important character for for any founder is you have to be a very decisive person, right? If there are challenges that you're seeing, you immediately have to identify what are the other opportunities. And you've done that quite a number of times for Eve Grocer. So uh, thank you so much for sharing all of those nuggets of wisdom and insights. But right now, I'd like to shift our conversation to just talk a little bit more about your personal journey as an entrepreneur. Uh, when did you say you graduate again? And what was your background in college, Dimpol? Yes, I graduated 2004. I started in DLSU as a chem major. 
college. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I was supposed to graduate as a chemist, but I, I shifted to psychology. I, I graduated at 2024, but because of my family background, I, I went to China. I keep on going to China. I do importing for a family business. We, we've been supplying promotional products to a lot of companies mm. at that time. And uh, we supply to multinational companies. I'm also into sales. I work at Sun Life Asset Management Company. As an institutional sales. For how long? Was that after graduation? Or what's the time frame there? Yeah, I, 2006. Okay. Um, so after uh, you graduated, after, after you graduated, you, your family has a business. So you got involved there first. Yes, yes. I uh, okay, and then you you first. work in, in Sun Life? Okay, go ahead. Yes. Also, I tried um, sampling. I, I tried sampling to a lot of uh, big companies like Shop. I, I supply to Shopwise, to SM, to a lot of um, to a lot of chains, to grocery uh, department stores. I, I tried that also. Actually, I, I was applying to. I also do a part time trainer. I'm a part time trainer at um, at an, a training company. I also worked as an HR before because of my 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 Back college. Background college, right? Okay. I, I psychology. I am a trainer and uh, an HR, and then um, I I am working um, importing. I also do product development at that time, and then I worked at Sun Life Asset Management Company in 2006. I took IRCP. I'm I'm also a licensed IRCP. I I know mutual funds, stocks. And um, we have corporate accounts. We have big corporate accounts. We're handling. Um, we are handling banks and Philippine Stock Exchange. And uh, I resigned in 2007 to focus on the business. We mm-hmm. opened the uh, promotional products. I focus on promotional products. We're doing a lot of um, trade fairs, trade shows, uh, na- um, nationwide, and in. I'm attending a lot of trade shows also in other countries, and um, it it was like that for 14 years. We we've grown sizable amount, but we mm-hmm. cannot really promote. It's like a stealth business because we cannot handle that much. We can we are just um, we are just selling by uh, recommendations. We don't advertise just for referrals because we I can only handle. At least twenty to thirty accounts per. Yeah. Because sometimes my project, it, it we cannot really do as much because we're a manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. Usually, I can only handle five projects per week, something like yeah. that. And uh, it's really, um, it's really very on, on the deadlines. It's kind of difficult the, yeah. the manufacturing part. Dimple, so, so so many career potential career paths for you, um, different career opportunities that came your way. What made you choose to really pursue entrepreneurship instead? In 2018, I studied again in Southfield International School. Um, I took MBA, but uh, I wanted to focus on business because I wanted I wanted growth. And uh, I can see that manufacturing isn't, isn't something you can automate because it's always being customized it's very difficult and i'm already 
I'm already aging and I'm worrying about the company. What if, you know, I'm I'm already old and um, it's not yet automated. And mm-hmm. uh, I study again and I tried exploring in different industry, like the tech industry. Um, I've collaborated with my sister. So so that's the that's the reason we started this. Yeah. Uh, very, startup. very good, very good analysis because right now everything is going tech. Uh, you really have to have a business that's systematized and can be automated if you really want to scale. So good, good insight there, Dimple. A couple more questions before we go to the final segment. You're currently running Eve Grocer. You're also running a couple of other businesses. Plus, you're a mother. How do you do all of these things? Like, how do you run your schedule, Dimple? Right now, I'm 100% focused on Eve Grocer and the other company that since I'm doing, I'm I'm into sales. I made the manufacturing company uh, a merchant of Eve Grocer, so we don't have to really advertise it. And since all, everything in the manufacturing is fully automated already, it's been there for 14 years. So it's it's so easy to it's oh, very it's like uh, doing something while you're is in in a closed eye something like that. It's fully okay. auto, like autopilot. If you really autopiloted everything, that, that's the uh, autopilot. You have uh, already set everything. You have it's like a cookie cutter. If you have already implemented something, um, the the schedules, the the process, and it's easier to to implement a lot of st- a lot of things. Like you you set everything, the the foundations, the baseline, the process, the regulations. And then everything would just in sales and customer yeah. relationship. Yeah. The, the internal process will be just the same. Yeah, that's key, right? As a founder and as a CEO, it's important that you make sure that you don't just work in the business, but you also work on the business, right? So by the time that you really want to scale it up or you want to like venture into other businesses, you have the, the capacity to do so. My, my last question before we go to the final segment, then Paul, you have more than a decade and a half of entrepreneurial career. You've built quite a number of successful businesses. You've failed at some of the businesses, as you mentioned earlier. I wanted to ask you, what do you think are the key factors to your success? And if there are someone listening right now who want to start to become an entrepreneur, what would be your advice to them? You have to have a purpose. Because if not, if you don't have any purpose, because entrepreneurship is very difficult compared to working. Because in working, after the after your work, then you, you have your time. Your, your mind is free already. And you have a, a guaranteed salary every month. Everything is guaranteed. You have a lot of benefits. There's a direction. But in, in entrepreneurship, it's it's like a jungle. You don't you don't know where to go. It's you have all the freedom, and yet it's you need to have discipline. You you need to have direction, the right direction. You need to 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 have focus to be able to to really get there because because sometimes freedom is difficult. So it's um it's it's easier to follow rules it's easier to um it's easier to follow rules to to do something that you are to to follow the there's um, already like a set guidelines that you just have to yes, to go yes. through right 
Yes, yes. Um, compared to doing a business. So you need to have a, a purpose. It would be your North Star of where of your direction as an entrepreneurship. Um, so like for, for us, we, we know that our purpose is advocacy, the future generation, our kids. So every time everything gets really difficult, we just look at, into our advocacy, our, our purpose, and then it gives us the driving force to, to really move on, to, to really push through, to really um, keep on going. Because like in 2020, 20, end of 2021, actually, I, we, we were hit by Odette in Cebu when, when we mm-hmm. just opened our Cebu branch. And it's really um, one of the most unforgettable um, experience I had in, in, my, in my life. Yeah. <laughs> because um, yeah, it's like, uh, it's my first time to encounter that, that kind of um, disaster alone. I'm I'm away from my family at that time, and we just opened a branch in Cebu, and and um, everything else, everything in that place is crumbling down. Oh wow! And yeah, I, I can almost, just imagine. I, I think I, I'm so lucky to be alive at that point because I, I, I they couldn't contact me for three days at that time, so. At least it's very difficult. Um, the, even the Manila operations were in trouble at that time because they couldn't find me. I'm also the tech support of the company. I, I, I do a lot of things. So when, when they couldn't find me, they couldn't contact me. It's, it's really <laughs> the, the, the business really crumbling down at that at that period of time. So knowing your 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 purpose, your your it's it would serve also as your direction, your driving force, your motivation. So it's really it's really important to to know the purpose. If if the business has a, a huge impact to that's it's like something you can be proud of when you when you build this business because um there is a huge impact in the future generation that um, it would do something good to the next generation. Then it's worth worth all the trouble. It's worth um, it worth um, the risk. Thank you so much for that, Dimple. And that's really very powerful and inspiring. And thank God nothing happened to you during your time in Cebu. Um, because I can just imagine there's so many more exciting things that's in store for you, right? Uh, so thank you so much, Dimple, for sharing your stories, your insights. I'd like us now to go to the final segment of the show, which I call the finish line. It's basically a rapid-fire Q&A uh, session where I'll be asking you five questions, Dimple, and I'd like you to answer them as concise as possible. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, let's do this. Number one, number one question is characteristic that an entrepreneur must have to succeed. Um, resilience. Second is book that you want to recommend for entrepreneurs to read. The, the Lean Startup, something. Like the Lean that. Startup. The Lean Startup by Eric Ries, I think. Yeah, Eric Ries. Okay. Uh, third is if you're not an entrepreneur now, what would you be instead? An artist, a yoga teacher. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, fourth is what is one thing that you really need to get going in your day? I need coffee in the morning. <laughs> Same <laughs> here. <laughs> Same here, same here. I couldn't function without a coffee in the morning. My last question, Dimple, is why do you think someone should start his or her own brand? Yes, because um, 
um, it's yours. It's it's a priority of of having your own brand. And if you're just um working as a, I mean, if you're just um like before for 14 years, I don't have my own brand. I'm just a manufacturer for a lot of brands. So imagine that for 14 years, I've been developing a lot of products, a lot of a lot of um a lot of different great products and from different brands and i don't have my own so it's 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 so nice now that i have my my own brand to work on with yeah thanks for those answers dimple and i really had fun in this conversation i'm sure our listeners will learn a lot from this before i finally end the episode can you please share with us where's the best place for people to learn more about eve grocer and even to learn about more about yourself uh, dimple Yes, um, you can you can uh, visit our site at www.evegrocery.com. Um, you can download the app at Google Play later on in the in the iOS, and um, you can. Uh, we I have a lot of um, webinars also in the past about sustainability. I've I am. I've organized Climaton 2020 and 2021. You can check out uh, our sustainability seminars and um, this podcast. And uh, and you can just <laughs> in, in my LinkedIn and in the Eve Grocer blogs. Thank you so much, Dimple. We'll make sure to link those all up in our show notes. Once again, we appreciate your time coming over in the show. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Dimple. And may God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Brand Start and for spending time to learn through this podcast. If you need some more free resources, why don't you get a free copy of my book titled Five Things Your Brand Must Have to Be Successful or read insightful blogs over at www.thevineyardbc.com. Brand Start is produced by our company, The Vineyard Brand Consultancy, a branding and communications agency that help entrepreneurs build their brands and tell their stories. Before I say goodbye, I hope you never stop chasing your dreams. Until then, this is Leonard Grape reminding you to always dare to dream big.